welcome. I'm Marquette and you're listening to Mind Body Dallas. I am so excited to have Sanvi on the show today. Sanvi Sita Milavarapu is a hiker, backpacker, rock climber, and youth outdoors advocate. She has been hiking since the age of six and has now completed some of the toughest and most well-known hikes in the United States. She recently completed the Everest Base Camp Trek and plans to hike the 120-mile Tour du Mont Blanc in Europe this summer. Sanvi has hiked over 800 miles and has visited over 25 national parks. She has completed climbs such as Kala Pathar, Half Dome, and Mount Whitney. She has been a strong advocate for changing humans' relationship with nature because she realized that her own time with nature improved her mental and physical health and has also lowered her carbon footprint. Her efforts have caught national media recognition and she was even on the front page of newspapers and has had articles written about her in magazines. Sanvi is a National Park Trust Ambassador. Her efforts are supported by the National Park Service as well as renowned conservationists, mountaineers, and wildlife photographers. She is the founder of Young Roots, which is an environmental and ecology club at Frisco ISD and runs Nature Worthy, which is a nonprofit organization that brings awareness and advantages of being close to nature to people like you and me. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Sanvi, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Oh, wow. This is great. Well, um, you are just such an inspiration to me and to so many. So give us the spiel. When and how did you start hiking? So when I was around five or six years old, I remember my dad visited a national park. He visited Grand Canyon National Park with a group of his guy friends and they did rim to rim and when he got back I remember him telling my mom about the experience and how much he enjoyed it and how fun it was and then after that my mom just became really determined to go visit a national park so a couple months later we actually were on a road trip around Tennessee and Kentucky and we decided to stop at Mammoth Caves National Park and my mom really really enjoyed that experience along with the rest of my family And shortly after that, she planned a trip for us to go to visit the national parks in Utah, such as Arches and Canyonlands. And ever since then, I've basically just been visiting national parks and exploring nature. And I've experienced all these various parks and how unique they are. And I've grown to realize the effect that nature has on us humans and the effect that we humans have on nature. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing. And Wow, it's great that you're doing this with your family too. I love that um, yeah. your mom and dad fell in love with it and then you fell in love with it too. That's so special. Well, so what have been your most memorable hikes so far? I would say one of my most memorable hikes would be the Half Dome hike in Yosemite National Park. I did that kind of as my present for turning 10 years old. And it was one of my first really big hikes because I remember we started around 5 a.m. in the morning and we ended up finishing the hike around 1 a.m. 
And it was the first hike that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I really had to work hard and I had to get past my mental barriers. I had to get past my physical barriers. And I had to realize the reason why I was even hiking in the first place. Because during a hike, you come across many obstacles and getting past your mental and physical barriers are probably one of the most grueling, but also the most satisfying things throughout a hike. And I remember in the beginning, it was the hike was pretty fun. You know, we were going up uphill and there were a lot of rocks. There were really pretty waterfalls. We were in Yosemite Valley, so it was absolutely beautiful. But as the hike progressed, it was getting hotter and hotter. And soon we got to the subdome and it was so steep and it was so hard. And I just had to keep going and not give up and realize the reason why I was hiking in the first place. And in fact, even when I was climbing the half dome, I actually peed on myself like two or three times. <laughs> so when I was walking back in the night, I remember that I was literally just walking in my underwear and it was pitch black outside and I was just walking in my wet underwear back and I could like if I pointed my headlight on the ground there were just a ton of ants and a bunch of other tiny little creatures on the ground and it was quite an experience and I think this experience was really the one that pushed me out of my comfort zone and made me realize why I'm hiking in the first place because if you don't have the passion for hiking and if you don't really know why you're hiking in the first place it's really hard to get past these tough moments that are there in many of my hikes absolutely well why are you hiking in the first place i think that hiking is just one of the best ways to get in touch with nature and i love spending time with nature because it just gets me away from all the distractions and it made me realize that i don't need a lot to be happy and I don't need a lot to survive and I can survive just with a tent and a water bottle and just being out in nature and being away from technology and all the distractions that we usually face in our normal lives really helps me focus on myself, focus on nature and even help a lot because my brother's in college now and he and I are two to three, we're like two and a half years apart and we used to always get in fights when we were younger, just like the normal sibling fights. But when we were hiking, it was just us two. We didn't have any friends we could hang out with. We didn't have anyone to text. So we just talked to each other for entertainment. So we were kind of forced to be together and it really helped us bond and get closer. And even just the four of us as a family, the conversations we have when we're hiking, the way we interact, everything just makes us so much closer and it really helps us bond as a family. Oh, I just love that. That's amazing. Wow, four of you up hiking this, all these amazing hikes. It sounds so fabulous and fun and like you said, simple, but really um, powerful and, and meaningful in in other ways. So I love that. Well, tell me a little bit about how you prepare for hikes because mentally and physically it's, as you said, grueling. And I want to know the mental aspects and the physical, you know, I'm mind body Dallas. So I love challenging people mentally and physically. And then also just, um, practically speaking too. I mean, there's a lot goes into, there's a lot that goes into, uh, some of these big, big hikes. So tell us, tell me and tell all of our listeners, <laughs> how do you prepare? So for me, the biggest preparation that I do for hikes is just 
walking outside, going on hikes. I feel like the best preparation for hiking is hiking. So going to your nature, it could be going to your nature preserves, going to your local state parks, just walking outside. I find that those are the best preparations for hiking. Being mentally prepared for hiking is actually one of the most important parts, I would say, because you have to be prepared for setbacks. Hiking can be very unpredictable and setbacks such as getting lost or encountering unexpected obstacles such as weather, like various types of terrain. And you really have to mentally prepare yourself to stay calm and problem solve in these situations. And you also have to practice mindfulness before and throughout the hike. You have to focus on the present moment and the beauty of your surroundings, listen to the sounds of nature, appreciate the scenery around you. This can also help reduce your stress and increase the enjoyment of the hike. So for example, I I recently did Everest Base Camp last March and throughout the end of the hike, we actually climbed a mountain called Kalapatar and it was directly the day after we did Everest Base Camp. So already I was really tired and we had to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I was tired and we had to go all the way uphill and it was so cold outside and I didn't have insulated boots. So what started happening was that my feet started to get really cold and my hands started to get really cold that they started to freeze. And I just really had to be prepared for that setback. And I had to mentally just practice my mindfulness and focus on the mountains, focus on the reason why I'm hiking. And that's what helped me get to the top. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, that's amazing. I guess, have you ever heard of Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method? And do you know him? No. There's a guy that's all about cold um, training and he gets into these ice baths and stuff, but he talks about really preparing for cold and letting it come to you. And that way you can kind of like really be in charge of your body by having the right mindset, um, welcoming the cold and also thinking about other things. And really um, his whole method is staying calm in the cold and everything like that. But he even climbed count, uh, excuse me, Mount Kilimanjaro in just his shorts. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that reminds me of you. You're probably going to be doing that one day too. (laughs) Just, you know, cold, what's that? And so anyway, that's really inspiring that you did that and you were able to push through that and stay calm under pressure when a lot of people would have quit or even sat there and, you know, frozen to death. We, I heard a story recently that someone froze to death. And when they looked back at the autopsy, it wasn't even freezing. Like he allowed himself to think it was that cold and dropped his body temperature so much so that he actually died. He, he froze himself to death by the power of his mind. And so for you, you stayed calm and you stayed thought out and you stayed, um, you regulated your temperature with your mind And I'm really proud of you for doing that. And that's really powerful and I mean, powerful and empowering to all of us listening that you were able to do that, especially at a young age, you're only going to get more and more mature and be able to harness your energy and your thoughts. And I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about, uh, you told us about kind of mental preparation for hiking and setbacks and all of that stuff. But what about like 
spending time in nature and with nature, why is that important for your mental health? Not just preparing for the hike, but tell us about the benefits. Yeah, so spending time with nature is actually really good for common issues these days, such as stress and anxiety, because spending time with nature can actually lower your levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which could actually reduce your feelings of stress and anxiety. It also boosts mood because it can actually increase the production of serotonin, which is associated with happiness and well-being. And as I talked about earlier, it increases your mindfulness and it kind of helps you practice being fully present and fully engaged in the current moment, which can help reduce negative thoughts and increase relaxation. And it also improves cognitive function. So you can often, you probably heard of anyone if they ever are having like writer's block or if they're having issues with being creative, then they might just go out and spend some time with nature or isolate themselves in nature or go isolate themselves away from technology in order to kind of get back into their vibe and kind of start being back into their normal way of doing things. So nature is really important for improving cognitive function, including attention, memory, and creativity. And one reason that I love spending time with nature also is because it provides a break from technology. These days we're so surrounded by technology and even in schools even at home, technology is all around us and nature can provide a break from technology, which could also be a source of stress and distraction as well. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I would say all of those are pretty big, (laughs) big bonuses um, and very healing for our mental health. Well, what about our physical health? (laughs) Why is spending time in nature important for our physical health? as well as our mental health. So obviously spending time with nature, it could could include physical activity, which could provide opportunities for activities such as hiking, biking, swimming, which could improve fitness and overall health. And because you're doing this, it can also help with your cardiovascular health, which could help lower your blood pressure. And being exposed to nature and the outdoors could also increase the production of your natural killer cells, which will boost your immune function as well. And spending time in the sun and getting all that natural sunlight instead of sitting inside and getting the light from light bulbs could also increase your vitamin D levels as well as exposure to nature has also been shown to reduce inflammation in the body, which is associated with a wide range of health problems. And most of all, I think spending time with nature has shown to regulate sleep patterns and improve the quality of sleep. And I think a lot of people think that when you're out in nature and when you're sleeping in these uncomfortable tents sometimes and you're cold and you're sweaty and you just people think you don't sleep as well, but you're actually sleeping really, really well, even though you aren't as comfortable and it's actually proven that spending time with nature does help regulate sleep patterns better and improve your quality of sleep. So overall, just spending time with nature can have numerous benefits for physical health, just by getting outside, enjoying the fresh air, engaging in physical activity, we could all improve our overall health and well being. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. Um, What about the planet. You've told us about our own personal mental health, our own personal physical health, but 
Why is spending time in nature important for the planet? Well, first and foremost, spending time with nature actually helps us appreciate the diversity of life on our planet, from insects to mammals. And by valuing this biodiversity, we can help protect it for future generations. Mm. And it also helps us understand how the various ecosystems on our planets work, such as knowing the relationships between different species and the importance of maintaining a healthy balance in the ecosystem. Also, I find that spending time with nature also encourages more conservation efforts. By experiencing the beauty and wonder of nature firsthand, we're more likely to actually support conservation efforts to protect nature. This includes efforts to preserve natural habitats, reducing pollution, and combating climate change. So it's actually scientifically proven that the more time you spend with nature, the more your carbon footprint is actually decreased because you're more aware of the effect that you're having on your surroundings. So it really helps you connect with the natural world and have that deep connection. Having that deep connection will help us live more sustainably and hopefully reduce the effects of climate change throughout the future. Amazing. Oh. You're so inspiring. That's great. Well, you already told us a lot of benefits of being in nature and hiking. Um, But tell us like the actual, tell us a little bit more about the benefits of hiking and maybe um, not just preparing for it, but tell us in your, in your words, what are the benefits of hiking specifically? I think hiking, first and foremost, is just great for your health, your physical health, such as your cardiovascular health, your strength and fitness. And it's also good for your mental health and all the benefits that I said earlier, like increase boosting your mood, reducing stress, improving cognitive function. And when I'm hiking and when you get past all those mental and physical barriers, it really provides you with a sense of accomplishment because getting past your toughest barriers and finishing the hike and getting to the top really boosts your sense of accomplishment and helps your self-esteem. Importantly, hiking is probably one of the best and most primal ways to connect with nature and provides an opportunity to connect with nature and appreciate the beauty and diversity of the earth. And I think for me, hiking is a great way to bond with my family. As I said earlier, my brother and I, we used to not get along a lot, but hiking really helped bridge that gap between us. And it really helped us find stuff that we liked, that we both liked, and that we could both talk about. And it really has helped us make our relationship better. Oh, I just love that. Does he still hike even though he's, you said he's gone away at college? He's at college. He's actually not the biggest fan of hiking, so he doesn't <laughs> hike as well. Yeah, he doesn't hike as much, but as much. He, yeah. he, he, he does come on family hikes if we're doing them once or twice a year, but he, he won't come on every single hike, but he does come on a couple of hikes because he does also enjoy the family bonding, although Aww. he doesn't enjoy... He likes a lot more luxury items, so he doesn't really enjoy just being out there in nature and kind of like roughing it, but he does like the family bonding aspect of it with it a couple of times a year. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Well, it's, it's great that even in that, you know, you're able to see that 
all of the members of the family are different and unique in their own ways. And um, it's great that you're able to appreciate him for who he is and he's able to appreciate you for who you are. And I just love that because, you know, the word bond you've used several times, like you're, you're, you're bonding, but it doesn't mean that you're just becoming each other. Like you're, you're appreciating. It's giving you a deep sense of appreciation and love for one another, but it's not like you're becoming the other person. So he's still him and you're still you. And I love that that you're able to appreciate each other and (laughs) still be together a couple times a year on those big hikes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, Okay, well, so tell us a little bit about your efforts uh, to bring awareness to all of these things. I mean, you have really um, caught some big recognition and stuff. I'm really proud of that. And I want you to tell us about your efforts in, in bringing all of this message to the world. Yeah, so I actually have a small video series that I do on my Instagram, Chalk Bags and Tents, where I talk about small ways that you can spend more time with nature, small ways that you can benefit the planet, and just small ways that the planet can be positively impacted by us. And I recently also started a club at my school called Young Roots Environmental and Ecology Club. And what we do is we aim to make our community more eco-friendly and we're working towards different volunteer opportunities and different initiatives throughout our community and district and school in order to make it more eco-friendly and to raise awareness about the importance of spending time with nature, especially these days where most teenagers and most adults are all surrounded by technology and we're all surrounded by so many distractions and the importance of spending nature, even though we have so many distractions nowadays. I also have my own nonprofit, Nature Worthy, which also focuses on a similar similar message, um, focusing on how important it is to spend time with nature and encouraging more people to go outside and spend time with nature, whether that would be just going on a small walk every day, just sitting outside, you know, just going outside for a breath of fresh air, visiting your local state park, if you can, visiting your national parks, or even just going and visiting a forest preserve or taking a walk outside with your dog, anything that improves the time you spend outside with nature. And I also am working with my local state park, Ray Roberts State Park, which is located in Texas. And over there, I'm working on creating a garden, a informational garden, which we hope to start soon during the summer, where we're going to work on bringing pollinators back and talking about the importance of pollinators and gardens. I'm hopefully also trying to start a pollinator garden in Frisco, where I live, and trying to start a pollinator garden. And I'm also a National Park Trust Ambassador, which means I go to different national parks and state parks, and I just encourage kids to go outside and spend time with nature. And actually, in May, I'm going to have a Kids to Parks Day. We're in Ray Roberts State Park. We're going to have a day where kids can come to the park, and we're going to have activities that are surrounded that revolve around nature and hiking and just learning about the different types of animals. We're going to have activities surrounding butterflies and pollinators and beavers and all the different types of animals that are in the state park. And it's just a day where kids can all come together and 
have fun and spend time with nature. That's great. I'm so proud of you. And um, I'm so excited. I want to be in touch with you a lot about these things too. I, um, I get really excited about all that stuff about nature. And that's one reason that I was so excited to have you on the show. I am so excited to have you on the show and was looking so forward to this and meeting you. And um, so anyway, I'm proud of you. My hat's what is it? What is it saying? Hats off to you yeah. <laughs> for all that you're doing. I'm really proud of you. I know that you could be uh, sitting at home, not doing these things, but you're going out, you're getting outside of your comfort zone, literally um, really doing the things that uh, make the world a better place. I'm really proud of you. Um, thank you for sharing your efforts. And is there anything else that you want to share with us about your message um, or about any? kind of initiatives that you have coming up besides that kids and you'll have to give me that info too I'll post it on the bottom of this show in the show notes and um, we can help spread the word for you I'm gonna help spread the word for you and then also help you know raise some money and things like that so you'll have to keep me posted on that but any last words on your message or invitation yeah so the earth has been around for billions of years and while our and us span is only 70 to 80 years so there's so much for us to explore and learn during our life i don't even think we scratch the surface of Mm -hmm. the knowledge that earth holds so in our lifetime let's explore seek learn and enjoy from mother earth and i think one of the most important things is that we don't have to save the planet we just have to stop spoiling it and i think that starts with becoming more connected with nature and learning more about nature itself. Amen. That is so powerful and so thoughtful. Well, I love it. I'm proud of you and this is all great. And we'll be in touch um, on future, um, you know, podcasts. If you have anything else you want to share with the world, of course, We'll do that. And then um, also on our Instagrams, I know that I'm going to be promoting some of this stuff like like I already told you and um, we'll get you going. And this is just awesome. I'm just so proud of you. You not get you going, keep you going <laughs> because you are just like a rocket ship. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited to watch you bloom and see where all of this takes you and takes all of us along with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on today and letting me spread my message. You're welcome. Okay, Sanvi, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.